السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ پیس اینڈ بلیسنگ اللہ بی اپون آل اوور لسنرس ویلکم ونس اگین ہیئر ان ڈرائیو ٹائم شو یو لسننگ ٹو انیک الرحمان اینڈ آئی جوائن بائی ڈاکٹر طارق باش بہیر ان دی لنڈن اسٹوڈیو بس السلام السلام علیکم پیس بی اپون یو people are interested to know about it this is the isra and miraj the mm. two um, the journeys which are took place by which were uh, undertaken by the holy prophet prophet of islam prophet muhammad may peace and blessings of allah be upon him and um, i think as to to a certain extent it is it is a slightly controversial matter because people do not all all of them do not agree what exactly happened and was was it a physical or mm. was it a spiritual journey and uh, a few other confusions about that so we'll be talking in details about that and um, i think it would be um, interesting to know and going into the details it, it might be um, a bit lengthy but i think it's uh, it's good if one can go into the details and know exactly what happened why Uh, we say that this has uh, happened and why the Holy Quran uh, has expressed and to what extent are the stories related to it true? Yes, you're very much right. I think it's very important to discuss because this is very fundamental because somehow this journey is taken by um, uh, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. You know, they are taken as a miracle of the Holy Prophet, uh, peace be upon him. And it they get connected to other miracles which was done by other prophets and there are some other stories are made up because the understanding the understanding you know everybody have regarding these two journeys spiritual journeys so we will be discussing in depth and detail and understand every single aspect what when it happened whether isra and mirad the journey is the same journey or was was it a different journeys taken by different taken in different time whether they were spiritual or physical, whether, you know, what are the evidence we find, especially through the Holy Quran and Hadith uh, regarding uh, the, the, the event or, you know, how that nice night went and what the Holy Prophet said and what is written in the Hadith and the Holy Quran. Imanik, one, one question, you know, it, it always comes to, to, to mind, I think is the, is the Holy Quran has also mentioned that, that when the non-believers of Mecca, hmm. They, they questioned uh, the Holy Prophet of Islam, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. They questioned him that, you know, why don't you go up to the heavens and bring us a book? Why don't you physically go and up? And the reply which the Holy Quran has registered, which was given by the Holy Prophet of Islam, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was that, that I am a human being. Yes. You know, I can't do that. It is beyond my... capability and uh, because I'm a human being I'm uh, although I'm a messenger of Allah but I am a human being and and a messenger of Allah so at the I same time it was a perfect time to show a miracle if you wanted to show yeah, something if you, uh, and and so so this thing is that you know people say oh this was his miracle and mm. why didn't he show it that time okay just hold on and he went up and, and brought something from there are you very much right I think uh, there uh, you know whenever a miracle is shown is shown to four people right it's not something which is hidden when a people who are not believing on a prophet they ask for a miracle Absolutely. and then the miracle is shown israel miraj is completely something which is just for the holy prophet peace be upon him it's nothing yeah. for people yeah. and now because 
the understanding which have been taken through the ahadis you know they gives understanding even though ahadis doesn't say that it was physical but they understand okay because there some wordings are there they think they have gone there but not that's not the case there are many ahadis where the words of sleeping and waking up has been written and so many other things which we'll be discussing in depth uh, you know in detail in in, in this show where we'll you know we'll just clarify that the holy prophet peace be upon him he was in the, he was there physically he didn't go to 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 uh you know betul magdas and you know to to heavens for this uh i would like to say as well and convey this message to all of our listeners please uh, you know do call us on 0208687778 if you have uh something to share of what your understanding is what you think why you know do you think isra and miraj is physical or is it spiritual so i'll repeat the number once again is 0208 6877878 and you know you can tweet at voice of islam uk you know moving on uh, the holy prophet <coughs> peace be upon him uh, as we mentioning he was a human being no more no less and therefore you know he could serve as an example for mankind he possessed no you know uh, supernatural powers nor did he claim any he was subject to the same conditions and limitations as his you know uh, people around him so he suffered more than most and achieved outstanding success in his lifetime his life had uh, as we know many uh, you know problem and he faced through so many phases like other men he was a son he was a husband he was a father and you know he had been a servant employed by the master allah the almighty and was a citizen subject to the authorities of his town so god appointed him a teacher and a guide so allah the almighty says in the holy quran that i say that i am only man like yourselves but i have received the revelation that your god is only one god so let him who hopes to meet his lord do good deeds and let him join no one in the worship of his lord knowing this we know that he had no superpowers nor was he you know a celestial being Why is it that some Muslims believe that the Holy Prophet peace be upon him took physical journey from Mecca to Jerusalem and then on a winged mule to the heavens and all in one night to our non-Muslim friends they may be questioning what they say have just heard but yes despite the fact that we know clearly the Holy Prophet peace be upon him was just a man although a perfect man many Muslims attribute the fact that he had these miraculous journeys that defy all scientific logic so basically um you know these 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 are like a sort of allegations mm. against you know that um clearly some one can object upon that you know how how ridiculous this is this is against the scientific um knowledge we have and this is uh, this is this goes against the knowledge up to now even what what whatever we have achieved that knowledge so before going on to refute such allegations we must take a few moments to discuss how the miraj miraj is a spiritual spiritual ascension uh, has become confused with isra hmm. now isra is a spiritual night journey of the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him to jerusalem and that these were actual physical journeys so according to a website islamiccityorganize.org this uh, the isra and miraj refer to two parts of a miraculous journey that prophet muhammad may peace and blessings of allah be upon him took in one night from makkah to jerusalem and then an ascension to the heavens 
So, so this is according to this website, I'm telling you. And I will, will come to what is the Ahmadiyya belief about it. I will clarify that there are certain misunderstandings in that. Uh, and and, and this, is, this is opportunity to, to clarify that and give it to the to people that this is. This is what we believe, and this is more scientific, more logical, and a human brain accepts it, uh, and and then we present it as a miracle of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, which is much, which has a much bigger impact. That being a human being, and having the limitations of a human being, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, achieved what he did in a, such a short time. So Isra is an Arabic word referring to Prophet Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad's miraculous night journey from Makkah to Jerusalem, specifically to the site of Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem, as referred to in Surah Al-Isra, the other name of which is Surah Bani Israel in the Holy Quran. It is believed to have been followed by the Miraj, his ascension to heaven. According to some of the Hadith scholars, this journey is believed to have taken place just over a year before Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, migrated to Makkah to, uh, from Makkah to Medina on the 27th of Rajab. So um, the Holy Quran, verse uh, chapter 17, verse 2 says, Glory be to him who carried his servant by night from the sacred mosque to the distant mosque, the environs of which we have blessed that we might show him some of the, our signs. Surely he alone is the hearing, the seeing. So this is, this is the verse which has been um, um, quoted about the Isra journey. So continuing to this uh, website, uh, it says the Quran here only mentions that the Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was taken from the Kaaba to the mosque in Jerusalem and specifies that the purpose of the journey was such that God, God might show him some of his signs. Beyond this, the Quran does not concern itself with any detail. However, according to Hadith reports, Gabriel took the Prophet, may peace be upon him, at night from the Kaaba to the mosque in Jerusalem on a burak. Now, burak was the name of uh, the animal which uh, the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, rode on his nocturnal journey from Makkah to Jerusalem and then to the heavens. Um, so, burak is the name given to that. On reaching Jerusalem, the Prophet, may peace be upon him, along with other prophets, offered prayers. Angel Gabriel then took him to the heavens and Prophet, may peace be upon him, met several great prophets in different heavenly spheres. Finally, he reached the highest point in the heavens and was graced with an experience of the divine presence of God Almighty. On that occasion, the Prophet, may peace be upon him, received a number of directives, including that prayers were obligatory five times a day. Thereafter, the, the Prophet, may peace be upon him, returned from the heavens to Jerusalem and from there to the Holy Mosque in Makkah. Numerous reports on the subject revealed that the Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was also enabled on this occasion to observe heaven and hell. So now, uh, we are not saying that every single thing above is incorrect, but there are three main misconceptions that need rectifying. Uh, number one, that these were two separate journeys <clears throat> that is that is what we say, that these were two separate journeys years apart. So it was not one journey. The mirage occurred first and then the Isra. 
Um, and then the, these were spiritual and not physical journeys. So these are these are the things which are not correctly described here. So that's what we are going to talk about, that these were two separate journeys, number one. Number two, that Miraj occurred first, and then the Isra. And number three, that these were spiritual and not the physical journeys. So taking up the very first point, that these were two separate journeys, let's start with the verse used here. This verse, which has been taken from Surah Bani Israel, or, or Surah Isra, also called the verse 2, it has been expounded on by the second caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmud Ahmad, may Allah be pleased with him. And he has said that the verse which seemed to mention a vision of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is supposed by most commentators of the Quran to refer to his miraj, spiritual ascension. Contrary to popular opinion, we are inclined to view uh, to the view that the verse deals with the Isra, that is a spiritual night journey of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, in a vision from Mecca to Jerusalem, while his Miraj, which is uh, spiritual ascension, this is an Arabic word, Miraj. So Miraj means a spiritual ascension. It's uh, not to be confused with the English word Miraj, which is, uh, you know, uh, which is totally different. So, Mayraj, spiritual ascension, has been dealt with at some length in chapter An-Najm. An-Najm is one of the chapters of the Holy Quran which deals with and where there is a mention of this spiritual ascension by the Holy Prophet of Islam, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. So, we'll go back to these verses after we continue to explain how the second caliph clearly showed us how these journeys were years apart. So he continues to say, all the facts mentioned in chapter An-Najm, uh, chapter 8, verse 18, which was revealed immediately after the immigration to Abyssinia, which took place in the month of Rajab, in the fifth year of the calendar, are to be found narrated in detail in the traditions which deal with the Miraj or the spiritual sanction of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. The Isra, or the spiritual night journey of the Holy Prophet from Mecca to Jerusalem, with which the present verse deals, took place in the 11th year of, uh, uh, of the, um, the calendar, which was you know, of, of the, the year of the Prophet, or year of the Prophethood. So according to Zarqani, and in the 12th year, according to Muir and some other Christian writers, thus all relative traditions go to show that the Isra took place a year or six months prior to Hijra, about the 12th year um, of the calendar, and which, when after the death of Khadija, which took place in the 10th year, the Holy Prophet um, was living with Ummehani, his cousin, Ummehani was the daughter of Hazrat Abu Talib, so she was sister of Hazrat Ali. May Allah be pleased with uh, him. So, so they, they actually they, they have been brought up in the same household. So she was like a sister to, to him. And he was staying in her home at that time when this uh, incident took place. Uh, and this is... This is uh, and this is what you're talking about, Isra. But the Miraj, according to overwhelming scholarly opinion took place about the fifth year. Thus, the two incidents are separated from each other by an interval of six or seven years and therefore cannot be identical. The one must be regarded as quite distinct and separate from the other. 
Moreover, the incidents which are mentioned in the traditions to have taken place in the Prophet's Miraj are of quite um, a distinct nature from those which took place in his Isra. So Isra is a separate journey. Yes, uh, <clears throat> Isra is a separate journey. So, you know, uh, the question comes up, why does this misconception exist? And in his book, The Life and the Character of the Seal of the Holy Prophet, Peace Be Upon Him, Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmad, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, explains that the first error is that a portion of Muslims and following them a majority of the non-Muslim historians have thought that the Miraj and Isra are two words to describe the same in- incident. Or at least... They are names to describe two different portions of the same occurrence. However, by study of the Holy Quran, authentic ahadith, and reliable historical narrations, the established fact of the matter is that actually the Miraj and Isra are two separate occurrences, although they may have occurred closely to one another, and whether or not they possesses a connection, a relation, a connection and relation to one another in the spiritual sense. In Actuality, they are separate and different from one another. Hazim is Abashir Ahmad Rahimullah goes further to explain this by way of hadith. He says, similarly, a close analysis of a hadith also proves that Miraj and Isra are different. As such, Bukhari, which is agreed upon as the most authentic book of the after the Holy Quran in Islamic literature, contains separate chapters for the Isra and Miraj. And has implied that both of these are two different occurrences. The purpose behind indicating separate beginnings for these two journeys also hints towards the reality that these two journeys were separate from one another. In other words, where it is mentioned that during the Isra, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was given a tour from Mecca to Jerusalem with reverence to the Miraj. The words which are recorded are that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was taken into the heavens from Makkah. Therefore, the commencement of the both these journeys separately took place from Makkah, which evidently manifests the fact that both these occurrences are quite separate and distinct from one another. In addition to this, the Hadith of Miraj has been mentioned at six different places in Bukhari, and similarly the Hadith of Isra has also been mentioned at numerous places. Moreover, on various occasions, due to the imprudence of various narrators, to some extent, although the details of the Miraj and Isra have been partly intermingled, in the illusion of Miraj, nowhere has it been mentioned that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, went to Jerusalem. Quite the contrary, in this entire narration, the ascension of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, has been mentioned from Makkah directly to the heavens, which conclusively proves the excitation of the Miraj and Isra. Similarly, Sirat Ibn, uh, Ibn Hashim, Ibn Hisham, which is the most well-known book among the works of Sirat, the biography, the Miraj and Isra have been discussed completely separate from one another. It has clarified that you know, subsequent to his journey from Makkah to Jerusalem, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, returned to Makkah, uh, returned back to Makkah, and the occurrence of Miraj took place separately thereafter. Likewise, the famous historian Ibn Saad has also alluded to the Miraj and Isra on different dates, along with their separate details. 
By these testimonies, it is irrefutably proven that although the Miraj and Isra may possess a spiritual relation or connection to one another with regards to the actual occurrence, they were completely separate and distinct instant, uh, incidents from one another, which occurred discreetly along with their corresponding details. Therefore, you know, among the early scholars, a majority of them have declared the Miraj and Isra separate from one another. So we see that how much, uh, you know, it's not something when we say, you know, in, in the Ahmadiyya community that Miraj and Isra is, dip, you know, different or happen on different times. There is very, very deep research have been done that to understand because these are the thing, these two incidents are very important in the history of Islam, and that's why this, the 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 scholars or the you know the historian in in Ahmadiyya Jamaat they have gone in depth to understand and go through the Quranic verses and ahadis to understand whether they were physical or were spiritual. Anyhow, to to we will carry on the discussion right now. We're gonna uh, go and we're gonna listen to another one video or one audio clip where. The Isra and Miraj has been discussed by the Khalif of Ahmadiyya Muslim Association. We'll be right back after that. Many Arab Muslims believe that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, physically went to Jerusalem on Isra and then physically went to heaven on the Mihraj. What is the Ahmadiyya point of view concerning this? There is no question of any physical movement of the body of Allah when he is uh, reported to have visited Jerusalem. On the contrary, there is positive evidence that Allah did not go physically to Jerusalem and saw all the temples, etc. Because while he was stating that he had gone to Jerusalem in that region, a Jew stood up and said, if you are right, then tell us what are the features of the, of the temple, etc., and all of the things about Jerusalem. So, Hazrat Rasulullah in answer described all that he saw, but with this comment that God has placed me before, before God had brought before my vision. When I was answering this question, God had brought before my vision all that had been asked about. So that positively debunks the idea that Ahmadullah physically visited there. And about his ascent to heaven, one should be one should note it that why did he go to heaven? To see God? Sitting on the other side? What sort of God that was was so limited that he was not there where Prophet Muhammad himself was. So it's all medieval uh, gossip about these things from the accepted traditions of the Holy Quran, of the Rasulullah that's the traditions which can, which can be positively relied upon. One can prove 
the contrary. Ahadr sallallahu alayhi wa is reported by Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anha that uh, when he visited the so-called heaven and went beyond the space to where there was nothing else but across there was God. He's, he was sleeping here in Khana Kaaba. And his body was not removed from there. So this positive evidence shows that this is only a story, a tale, which is made by medieval Muslim scholars and it has nothing to do with the fact of Muhammad and his journey. Welcome back. We are discussing Isa and Miraj to carry on the discussion. Uh, Hazur has explained as well, because we are discussing different aspects of Isra and Miraj and the fourth Khalifa of the Muslim Association. Uh, he has mentioned as well the understanding of Isra and Miraj to carry on, which we were discussing before. You know, uh, the Miraj will, if you discuss, because we have discussed the Isra. So just to clarify, this is yeah. uh, this is Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed, who was the second son of the uh, of the promised Messiah, Messiah on whom yeah. peace. Uh, uh, his Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed, and he has clearly, obviously, he had his own point of view, and he has uh, commented on that, and he has written in details after a lot of research mm. about this. So what he's saying is that uh, the Miraj is the name of that spiritual journey of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, in which he was taken from Makkah to the heavens and then eventually was presented in the royal court of the Lord of all the worlds. And the Isra is another journey in which the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was taken from Makkah to Jerusalem under various wisdoms. The Holy Quran has separately mentioned these two journeys in different chapters, each with their different conditions and details. As such, insinuation towards the spiritual flight of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, as mentioned in chapter An-Najm is the Miraj. So we'll be talking about Miraj now in details. So it, let's take a look now at this, uh, the verses of chapter An-Najm, which describes the Miraj, the spiritual ascension, the, uh, the phenomena, what happened there. And it is uh, chapter 53, and verse from 8 to 18. And the translation is as follows. And he revealed his word when he was on the uppermost horizon. Then he drew nearer to God. Then he came down to mankind so that he became, as it were, one cord to two bows or closer still. Then he revealed to his servant that which he revealed. The heart of the prophet was not untrue. Now this, this um, you know, that should be notified that it says the heart of the prophet was not untrue to that which he saw. Will you then dispute with him about what he saw? And certainly he saw him a second time also near the farthest low tree near which is the garden of eternal abode. This was when that which covers covered the low tree, the eye deviated not, nor did it wander. So the second caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmood Ahmad, may Allah be pleased with him, has explained in his uh, commentary, which is a, a you know big volume commentary 
um, uh, of the Holy Quran, he has mentioned in details this, uh, and it is discussed in details uh, about this, uh, about these uh, verses of chapter An-Najm. He says, the verse purports to say that the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, continued to scale the heights of spiritual ascension and to approach near God till all distance between them disappeared. And the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, became, as it were, one cord to two bows. The proverb reminds us of an ancient Arab custom according to which when two persons pledged themselves to firm friendship, they would join their bows in such a way that they appeared as one, and then they would shoot an arrow from that combined bow thus indicating that they had become, as it were, one person and that an attack on one would be an attack to the other. If the word tadalla be taken to apply to God, uh, the verse would mean that the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, went up to God and God came down to him till they both became, as it were, united into one person. The expression possesses yet another very beautiful and subtle significance that while on the one hand the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, became so completely merged in his Lord and Creator that he became, as it were, his very image. On the other, he came down to mankind and became so full of love, sympathy and solitude for them that divinity and humanity became united in him and he became the central point of the cord of the two bows of divinity and humanity. The words, or closer still, signify that the relationship between the Holy Prophet and God became closer and more intimate than could be conceived. Again, there is a mention of uh, Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmad. He is explained in his book, May Allah be pleased with him. The life and character of the seal of the Prophet, may peace be upon him. This is the name of the book. So this is a different reference to the one I was talking about earlier, uh, which is by which was by the second caliph of the Ahmadi Muslim community. This is by Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmad, the second son of the promised Messiah, on whom be peace. And he explains in his his book where he is writing about the life and character of the seal of the prophets. As Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he says that these journeys have been understood as physical, as if they took place with a material body. Therefore, in the Holy Quran, where the miraj has been mentioned, the following words are used. And these, these uh, words are, Barakna Holahu. Oh, no, this is a different word. It says uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. that whatever the eye saw wasn't, uh, whatever the heart saw, that the Holy Prophet's heart saw, it was not lying. Basically, the verse you have been mentioning before is the same verse, the heart of the Prophet lied not. The heart not, of the Prophet, yes, yeah. Lied yeah not the heart him. of Prophet did not lie to him or did not deceive him. And whatever he say, he saw was what he saw. So, in other words, at that instance, that which the heart of the Prophet, may peace be upon him, witnessed was completely accurate and true. Moreover, whatever the pure heart of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, witnessed was not misconstrued in any way. By this, it is clearly proven that this was a heartfelt vision and not a bodily or physical journey. In the same manner, an indication can also be found in Hadith which illustrates that the miraj was a spiritual occurrence. As such, the words mentioned in the hadith are 
that when the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, was shown the vision of being lifted into the heavens, at that time he was sleeping. However, this sleep of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, was not like the normal sleep of ordinary people, rather was in accordance with the distinctive status of the Holy Prophet of prophethood, in which his eyes would sleep, but his heart would not. In another narration, it is mentioned that the vision of the mirage was shown to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in a state between sleep and wakefulness. So it was sort of a, a vision. It was a, a like a state of special vision, which is called kashf, kashf of a very high high level, where it is it is as if you are totally awake, but it is a situation where you are in, in between sleep and wakefulness. So that is why this this verse where it is it is said. Um, that if the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, had ascended physically, he would have seen God with his physical eyes. But the Holy Quran and Hadith mentions that he saw God through his heart, not through his eyes. And that the chapter, the verse of the Holy Quran says, the heart of the Prophet lied not in seeing what he saw. That's chapter 53, verse 12. And then in another verse of the Holy Quran, it says, and we made not the vision which we showed thee, but as a trial for men. Chapter 17, verse 61. Again, in a hadith, which is related by Hazrat Ibn Abbas, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, and it relates to the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, saw Allah two times through his heart. So it doesn't say that he saw it through physical yeah. wise, but through his heart. One of the thing, uh, Dr. Tariq Bajaj, we can see, you know, the two verses which you just mentioned, one is from Surah Al-Najm and one is from Surah Al-Bani Israel. And the reason, the thing we see in this that where in Surah Al-Najm Allah Ta'ala is saying the heart of the Prophet lied not. That means it was a spiritual. In Surah Bani Israel, it says the same thing. And we made not the vision which we showed thee. Which both clarifies is a spiritual. Yeah. And another fact, you know, when you go through when they were revealed, so Najam was revealed on the fifth year of Nabuwa. Yeah. And prophethood. Prophethood, yes. And when you check Surah Bani Israel, whenever you check on Google, that comes up. Even though the first verses indicates it might have, you know, revealed on fifth year, but there's so many ahadith or, you know, there are narrations which says it was revealed before one year before Hijra. Yeah. So, so which clarifies. Yeah. That's why Bani Israel actually, you know, revealed on the fifth, on twelfth. On the and, year, yes, yeah. which we are saying, which we are discussing. Yeah, and yeah. this Surah Najm was revealed in the 5th, and which I think clarifies that there are two different, uh, you know, time uh, frames which Allah Ta'ala has mentioned and according to the, the, the verse of the Holy Quran and the Surah clarifies that there's a difference. There are two different, uh, you know, incidents happen. Another, uh, you know, tradition by, which is again the, related by Hazrat Aisha, the wife of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, may Allah be pleased with her. And uh, that has been mentioned in Muslim Kitab al-Iman, this book of faith. And uh, this tradition, according to this, whosoever thinks, that's Hazrat Aisha, uh, may Allah be pleased with her, she says that whosoever thinks that Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, saw his Lord, he surely attributed a great lie on God. Haven't you heard that Allah says that the eyes do not reach him, but he reaches the eyes? You know, this is... Uh, this. Uh, 
Um, this, this is another verse which says that, uh, you know, it's Allah who reaches you and uh, you, you don't reach him. And, you know, there's another verse where Allah the Almighty has mentioned that and if a person who enters um, a Jannah or heaven, you cannot come out of it. And if Absolutely. the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, has traveled to Makkah, to uh, heaven. So according to the, uh, you know, another verse of the Holy Quran, where Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala does not change, uh, you know, whatever he's already uh, mentioned in the Holy Quran or uh, uh, Sunnah. He doesn't change his Sunnah. So basically, if Allah Ta'ala is mentioning one place, that if somebody enters the Jannah, he cannot come out of it. On another place, we are saying the Holy Prophet went in there physically, he stayed there and come out of it. There's so many things contradict. So, you know, we have to have this understanding then that has to be spiritual because there's so many uh, ahadith which has been mentioned and will be mentioning, uh, carry on mentioning, where Aisha narrated many ahadith where he, sa- he said that he was sleeping or he, w- he woke up. And uh, one of the things, you know, we find that a wisdom was presented to him. Yeah. If it was physical, how you can, pre- you know, present wisdom? <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Yeah, so there's true. so many things which, you know, make, uh, uh, raise questions that, you know, it cannot be physical. It has to be spiritual. And I think if yeah, you understand so, spirituality... So, so basically, there is a common sense question. Yeah. First of all, that God is not physical. God is spiritual. Okay. Yes. And uh, your physical eyes require, it's a requirement, a scientific requirement, one, it needs light. Um, number two, it has to. This light has to to um, sort of to be reflected from the from a solid surface, physical surface. So, because you know, if if, if it is if the light passes through, then you you can't see that thing. Hmm. It, it is so. The more transparent it is, you know, even if the glass the glass you can see only. If it is uh, sort of the, the Arabic word is kasif, if it is latif, it is very light. Then you can't you so, can't see. Sometimes you hit yourself to a, a clean uh, glass because you know light go, just passes through it. So the thing is that it had to be material, and the, so the 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 holy prophet may peace be upon him. He said that I am a human being. So the human eyes were not able to see something which was spiritual and uh, some which was not physical at all and how can god be physical so that that is the one thing that is that goes against the science number 2 you know when when we say that that the, the holy prophet may peace be upon him he says that he went through all this journey and the time it took was that they say that when he came back you know then the even the chain on the door was still shaking and the third thing, uh, so that that is the time they exp- they express that it must be a few minutes, and then the third thing which has been mentioned both places is that sumastakaza, that he he woke up, woke up yes. he woke up. So so you can only wake up when you are asleep. You can't wake up from when you are already you know. If you're gone somebody somewhere physically, how can you say that I woke up? Yeah. So uh, the hadith mentioned in in Bukhari that categorically. Um, after you know the, the uh, Hazrat Aisha has said that as well, so this this uh, hadith uh, proves that this journey was spiritual. In the beginning, this hadith states that the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, was sleeping in Kaaba, and it ends with the words that when he woke up, he was still in Kaaba. This shows that the whole vision was seen 
by his heart that was awake while his eyes were sleeping. So this this verse this hadith is from Bukhari Kitabat Tawheed and says, and he was sleeping in Kaaba, his heart was awake, but his eyes were sleeping, but his heart was not sleeping, and when he woke up, he was in Kaaba. So this is the tradition from Bukhari. You know, one of the uh, another hadith which I can recall mentioned that. Uh, when he, you know, the Holy Prophet Sallam, peace be upon him, left the bed, the bed was warm. So yeah, the, the, the evidence is mentioned that if a person is already gone from the bed, how come when he, you know, you just come back, come back and you, even you lay down for one minute and get up, even then it cannot be warm. It has yeah. to be certain for a long period of time. So that's what, there's, another, there's so many evidence which is mentioned in the Holy Quran, in the Hadith, that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was laying down all the time. It was a spiritual journey, not a physical journey. Again, Hazrat Aisha, you know, the, the wife of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him. Um, uh, Hazrat Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. She states that swearing to God, she states swearing to God that during Miraj, the body of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, did not disappear. And it is mentioned in Tafsir Kashaf, by God, the body of the Prophet, um, may peace be upon him, did not disappear, but he was raised spiritually. So this is, uh, you know, this this what is a clear evidence that, you know, the, the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, on both of these journeys, he went spiritually and it was not a physical journey. Now, I, we will be explaining in details, you know, to some of, you know, whatever the time allows us, that okay, if this was a spiritual journey, and what about, what about you know, uh, a barak? What was the barak? Did why did he need that? Why did he you know he had to travel, and then he traveled on this uh, this an animal which was uh, you know b uh, bigger than a donkey and and smaller than a horse and it had wings and and it took and then it stopped at various places by Gabriel and so so what is it about and then how do you explain that the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, led the prayers, and all the the holy, all the prophets of God Almighty, they said prayers behind him, and then uh, again, you know, he was uh, he presented, he was presented um, uh, in a vessel, he was presented water, milk, and wine, and he he chose milk. To, to take milk instead of, and yeah, then the Gabriel commented yeah. that you have chosen the right thing, because this is what this is what is a complete uh, food for uh, you know for, for for you. And obviously, um, he's not talking about the physical food; he's talking about the spiritual food as well. Yeah, one thing you know, Doctor Taibajo. One thing as interesting fact where. You know, Muslims present this a miracle of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him that he went to Baitul Al-Aqsa Mosque. How is it? And then it's it's just a, it remains miracle of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, where all the prophets is coming there as well, leaving Jannah physically. Yeah. That has to be physically, right? Yeah. If, if it is, is physical, then, then they have to physical as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what kind of miracle is remained when everybody is there? You know, we call that it's Moza of of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, or miracle of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him that he went there and led the, the Mars and he was physically flew. To, then, to al Mosque. And then the number of the prophets, which we say, we understand is, is yes. 124,000, yeah? Exactly. So so they were all behind. And then, uh, obviously, this was a... And and more importantly, the thing is that Aqsa Mosque, which, you know, the current day Aqsa Mosque, that, that was built you know, hundreds of years after 
this yes. incident took place. That there was no Aqsa Mosque there. So, so Aqsa Mosque actually ha- has been built at, at the place where there was the uh, King Solomon's throne, basically, and followed by the David's throne. And we've got the Western Wall there. So, so they say that actually, I mean, in these traditions, they say that the Barak, uh, the Gabriel, he, he put his finger into, he made a hole into that Western Wall and uh, hold the um, reins of Barak there. So, so the Barak was waiting while the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, led the prayers. So unless you make it uh, phys- spiritual, you know, then then it, it becomes like a story, which is like uh, even the story, you can't believe that this is happening because you have to relate it with the facts, the scientific facts mm. that you are. Like Barak, you understand that the name of Barak because Barak comes from Bark. Bark is like li- lightning. lightning yeah. So So it was as fast as lightning. So that is why it is. It is again. It is a metaphorical name given to, um, uh, um, to, to basically a mode of transport uh, through which the Holy Prophet, may be peace, may peace be upon him, was transported from yeah. um, this world to to the the world, the divine world, the world of God Almighty. So uh, of course, you know, God is everywhere. So that is another point. See, we believe that God is omnipresent. He's present everywhere. Yes. And he cannot leave one place to go to another place. So if God is everywhere, then the Holy Prophet may peace be upon him. And in both cases, you know, one we say that he was in Kaaba. So was he not there at that time when he was traveling to God? So obviously that means that he was not there when he, where he was. Hmm. So he was traveling from a place where God was not there and then he traveled to a place where God was. So if, if he was where he was, mm-hmm. then he was not there. And, and this is against this basic teaching of a Muslim that God Almighty is present everywhere and he leaves, he does not leave his place. Uh, and, and nowhere you can find where God does not, yeah. is not there. But I think the, the, the thing they present is the arsh that uh, the, he, the, the Allah, throne, Allah, of, Arsh, throne yes. of the Arsh. So they went, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon you, went there. You know, as uh, you have mentioned, this scientific proves, I think that's one side. You are, if we're creating a tale, we were trying to present is it's actually reality. But even though the references or, you know, the uh, through the Holy Prophet, through the Holy Quran, through the Hadith, it clearly tells us, or, you know, it's against all the tale which has been created that this happened physically. As I mentioned, the verse of the Holy Quran, Ma al whatever his heart saw was not a lie, or whatever he saw. So the verse clearly goes against it. And then I would like to present few of the ahadith, which already been mentioned just to give the Arabic wording as well. You know, <clears throat> uh, there's a narration in Bukhari, uh, it was in Kitab al-Tawheed, towards the end of the full hadith regarding the Miraj. It is stated, Qala wa al-haram meaning that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then woke up while he was in the sacred mosque, which is Sahih Bukhari Hadith 7517. So this clearly indicates that it was a dream, like a vision experienced by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in the very same Hadith. It is stated, While he was sleeping in the sacred mosque. This means that this journey took place while the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was asleep in the sacred mosque. And again it is stated, stated 
His eyes were asleep, but his heart was not asleep. So in Hadith, you know, it's recorded by Bukhari, Book of Prophetic Commentary on the Quran, Hadith 4855. Uh, it is mentioned, as Aisha was once asked if the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, ever saw God Almighty with his physical eyes. Then upon this is Aisha replied, لَقَدْ قَفَّشَارِ مِمَّا قُلْتَ That whatever you have said makes my hair stand on stand on end. You know, uh, there's a the particular word uh, when you say the hairs are uh, standing. Yeah, the, yeah, so when the you say thing. these kind of things, goosebumps, yes. That, that How is it even possible that I can see God Almighty? We have seen what happened in the time of the Moses when he requested God Almighty, I want to see you. And God said, you cannot see me. And then he basically insisted, God Almighty, then what happened? We know that uh, how God just show us, you know, a little bit, just the light of him. And then uh, the, the, uh, the the whole mountain uh, go, uh, you know, go in pieces and he was basically fainted. So we need to understand and we'll be discussing. I think there's another topic which I wanted to bring in that whenever our Muslim brother, they discuss Isra and Miraj. They bring all the miracles of the you know the previous prophets. They say Moses used to speak God. He saw God. Or one other thing he mentioned when he crossed the sea, what yeah. Golomite did for him. It was a miracle of Moses. Then they say the miracle of Jesus, that he were born and was raised physically to heaven. If And we have to discuss that because to make them understand that whether... You know, what happened when, you know, the water become apart, uh, which is mentioned in the Holy Quran for Moses, when all the Bani Israel just passed uh, through the sea. And what actually happened when the, when Jesus was uh, taken into the physical body to the heaven or whether he was died on the cross or whether he was not died on the cross. We'll discuss that in depth in the second hour because we need to understand all the miracles which were already made by previous prophets. And then if we understand that, there was not a miracle which we can say, you know, it is uh, something cannot be proven because that can be proven. There's a possibility uh, of what happened at the time of Moses and Jesus will discuss about the death or whether he was raised or was taken by God Almighty to heaven. And we will see what, you know, uh, the reality is of those miracles and then we can easily understand. One of the things which... Uh, we can present here, we'll discuss in the next hour, where Moses, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, he was presented in front of uh, Pharaoh. And all the, mag- the magicians were there as well. They throw their, you know, the stakes and they become snake. How the, Holy, the, the Moses, peace be upon him, you know, thrown his stick and th- that becomes snake as well, which eaten all the snakes. We'll discuss that in depth because these were the miracles which presented by Moses, uh, peace be upon him. So we'll be discussing in depth, we'll be understanding what is their true understanding of those miracles and on that we'll establish and uh, we already established but we'll discuss further how Miraj and Isra is not a physical, it's a spiritual and it gives better understanding of everything and this is actually according to the Holy Quran, according what Allah the Almighty has mentioned in the Holy Quran and according to the Ahadith which we find in, in, in the book in the Bukhari and the you know the commentary written by different um, you know um, people the scholars in Islam and the historian which I've mentioned 
or the time frame and the reality of Miss Miraj and Isra. So please stay tuned. Uh, in the next hour, we'll be discussing that further, and you can also call us on zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. I will repeat the number. You can call on zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. You can tweet at Voice of Islam. You can visit our web- website as well. So please join us after the news break. Al-Quddus is the Holy One, one who is free from all flaws, a blessed being in whom all blessings are amassed. Sanctification of such a being is to declare him pure and flawless. Al-Quddus is the composite of all purity, not merely free from flaws, but also comprising of all excellences which are known and unknown to human perception. Allah is Quddus and His nearness cannot be availed unless one is pure. There are pure people who extol Allah's holiness much more than the angels do and they also spread it in the world. Among them, of course, the most excellent is the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, the human adaptation and indeed beneficence of Quddus was at its most and best in the being of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He admonished his followers to also seek this beneficence and through its blessings remove any bias they may harbor. It is said that when the divine commandment for the forbiddance of alcohol was made public, pots full of alcohol were immediately broken and liquor flowed through the streets of Medina. This revolutionary change was brought about through the Prophet's power of holiness. Famished, stricken with hunger and poverty. It was indeed the Prophet's power of holiness that brought about the blessings in the lives of the companions. The promised Messiah, on whom be peace, depicts the transformation that the quality of the Prophet's holiness brought about in Arabia. This Prophet was created from the light of Allah who spread his fragrance to take Allah's beneficence to others, who removed what was false and manifested most luminously in his truth. He guided people who were but dead of soul, made them civilized and took them to the lofty stages of spiritual discernment. Their drunken nights were transformed into nights of worship of God and their drunken mornings were transformed into the morning prayer, tasbih and istighfar 
seeking forgiveness of Allah. In the current age, we have witnessed the manifestation of the holiness of the promised Messiah on whom be peace. Today, we stand witness to the true reflection of the Qudus God on earth in the divine system of Khilafat-e-Ahmadiyya. Fortunate are those who recognize it and benefit from its spiritual power. Welcome back uh, to Voice of Islam Radio. You're listening to Anik Rahman. Uh, today we are discussing a very important topic. Uh, you can say a misconception which we are discussing whether it was physical or spiritual. So we are discussing basically Miraj and Isra and having a true understanding uh, how it was occurred, what the Holy Quran says regarding uh, these events, these journeys and what Hadith says uh, of them uh, being spiritual or physical. So <clears throat> getting on, you know, one of the thing we were discussing about uh, one of the companion asked Aisha anha, whether you know ever or anyone ever saw God with his physical eyes on this she said what have you said makes my hair stand on end as Aisha went on say that know that if somebody tells you that one of the following three things he's a liar whoever tells you that Muhammad وسلم, his lord is a liar then as Aisha recited the following verses that I cannot reach him but he reaches the eyes and he is the incomprehensible the all aware Surah Al-Anam chapter 6 verse 104 and you know it's another verse where it says it is not from man for a man that Allah should speak to him except by revelation or from behind a veil or by sending a messenger to reveal by his command what he pleases surely he is high and wise Surah uh, Shura chapter 42 verse 52 she further said and whoever tells you that the prophet knows what is going to happen tomorrow is a liar she then recited the verse of the Holy Quran and no soul knows what it will earn tomorrow. So Luqman chapter 31 verse 35 and she added that whoever tells you that he concealed some of Allah's order is a liar. Then lastly she recited of the verse of the Holy Quran where it says, O Messenger convey to thy people what has been revealed to thee from thy Lord. Suratul Al-Maidah chapter 5 verse 68. Thus, you know, with this substantial evidence, how can anyone stand uh, state and believe that Miraj was physical journey? What great evidence could be presented than the Holy Quran and Ahadith? So, you know, even as Aisha, uh, about whom the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said to learn half of the religion, has testified that physical ascension in the night of marriage did not happen, rather that it was a spiritual journey experienced by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. However, if someone you know is still not convinced, then such a person will have to answer the following question. One of the hadiths <coughs> of the Miraj, it is stated that a golden tray, I mentioned this earlier, that one of the evidence in Sahih Bukhari, a uh, hadith in Sahih Bukhari says, a golden tray full of wisdom and belief was brought to, brought to me. So if, you know, the question comes up, if this was a physical journey, then one will be forced to accept that wisdom and belief are in fact, you know, tangible objects that can be carried on a tray and presented. This obviously goes against logic. 
Regarding further, the hadith states that the chest of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was cut up, cut up, uh, cut open, and his heart was washed and cleansed with zamzam water. So, how obvious can it be that you know this was not a physical phenomena? For such actions would then, you know, beg more questions. For example, how is it possible? And more importantly, what was the need for it? And you know, if it was done physically, then the mark should be there. So can we be compelled to believe that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, heart and chest needed to be cleansed? Where the Holy Prophet, we see that from the very young age, he was a most pious person. That's why he was chosen by Allah the Almighty as a perfect prophet or the, you know, the <clears throat> master of the prophets. So whereas, you know, the rest of Muslims Ummah did not undergo such an incident, is that to say that they possess such clean and pure hearts, that is that is why only necessary for the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, heart to be cleansed. Such belief and nations, you know, is not acceptable. If we say because the cleanse was needed, the whole Allah the Almighty has to purify him, we do not believe. We do believe that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was pious and he have you know, he was innocent and he was a pure soul. And he was a prophet chosen because he was a you know purer souls than anyone on the surface of the world. So you know, as I mentioned, such belief and nation is not acceptable. The hadith goes on to say that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then proceeded to enter heaven where he met with previous prophets. Now it is important to note that what the Holy Quran and Hadith says about heaven in Surah Al Hijr, chapter fifteen, verse forty nine. The Holy Quran clearly states that fatigue shall not touch them there, nor shall they ever be ejected therefrom. Thus, if the Quran states that upon entering heaven, nobody will be removed, then how can our non-Ahmadi brothers claim that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was once in heaven and then removed? Again, you know, in a hadith narrated by Hazrat Abu Anhu, it is clearly mentioned that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, st- stated that Allah said, I have prepared for my righteous servants such excellent things as no eye has ever seen, nor an ear has ever heard, nor a human heart can ever think of. Sayyid Bukhari, Kitab al-Tawheed. So here it is clearly stated that no eye has been, you know, has ever seen it, or nor any ear has ever heard it. So I, we need to ask, and we need to, you know, ask ourselves that was the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, God forbid, lying upon making this statement? Thus, of course not. So thus, it it will be against the logic and against the noble words of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, to believe that he went to heaven with his physical body. If such an incident is to be taken literally, more things will require you know, deeper explanation, which only leads to further false ideas and notions being carved. So it is as if you know, the, uh, are continuously uh, carving a sculpture to fit their own narratives. So if we think, if we make a tale, or if we going away from the true understanding or true evidence which we find, then what would happen? will start, you know, uh, making up things and this never-ending thing. So, you know, such actions resemble that what Jews were accused of doing when they chose certain passages from their scriptures and disregarded the rest. So the main reason why, uh, you know, uh, our brothers and sisters are uh, adamant that the mirage was a physical ascension is because they 
know that once they accept its reality, their claim of Jesus still being alive in heaven will be rendered null and void. Because, you know, they carved the sculpture of their self-made narrative will collapse. So, we need to understand, you know, that in attempt to prove the physical ascension of Prophet Jesus, uh, some Muslims today present the journey of Miraj and Isra in, you know, in, in a manner to add weight to, to this baseless notion. So we analyze the spiritual journey of the Miraj through the lens of the Holy Quran, Hadith and, you know, logical proofs and, uh, you know, proved that how it was indeed a spiritual journey and not as other uh, Muslim brother, you know, think or their physical. So proceeding forward, we will focus on the journey uh, on Isra. We have discussed Miraj once again because, as I mentioned, that when our Muslim brother, they present uh, the idea that uh, the, the, the mirage was happened physically, they actually uh, linked this to another, uh, uh, you know, the, the other belief that Jesus, who was a son of Hazrat Maryam, والسلام, he went to heaven. God, you know, taken him physically to heavens and he's still alive and he will come back in the world physically. So we need to address that as well. We will discuss, we'll, I'll address it uh, later on when we'll cover the uh, topic of uh, Miraj and Israel further. And at the end, I will discuss this, that what kind of miracle was given to the other prophets and what is the true reality of those miracles. So let's go on to check, you know, what were the actual occurrences? What happened? Well, we see we, th we have seen that it is difficult to prove that it was a physical uh, you know, experience. The, but, uh, you know, we, can, we can't have it uh, just like a, it was just a dream. So obviously it was a spiritual experience uh, which he had, you know, both of these incidences. And, and, and after the clarification that we have made, that we see that it was indeed a spiritual experiences that no other man has or will experience and we can look at what actually happened. So again, for this portion, we will be, will be quoting from the life and characteristics of the seal of the prophets. And that's a book written by Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmad, may Allah be pleased with him, where he has used only sound and reliable narrations. And he summarizes, uh, and uh, in this he tells that one night the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, was resting in a section of the Masjid Haram referred to as Hatim. He was in a middle state of sleep and wakefulness. In other words, the eye of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, slept, but his heart was awake. When the Holy Prophet, وسلم, peace be upon him, saw Gabriel, um, uh, the, the archangel, he appeared. Gabriel, uh, on whom be peace, approached the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and woke him up, brought him to the fountain of Zamzam, and cut open his breast, after which he thoroughly cleansed the heart of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, with pure water. After this, a golden platter full of faith and wisdom was uh, was brought, and Gabriel um, filled the heart of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, with his treasure of wisdom and faith, and then sealed the breast of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him. Gabriel uh, then ascended into the heavens with the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him. Upon reaching the door of the first heaven, he knocked. The gatekeeper inquired, who is it? Gabriel responded, it is I, Gabriel, and with me is Muhammad. 
May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. The gatekeeper inquired, Has Muhammad, may peace be upon him, been summoned? Gabriel answered in the affirmative. At this, the gatekeeper opened the door and welcomed the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him. When the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, entered, he saw an elderly man who addressed him, saying, Welcome, O righteous Prophet, welcome, O righteous son. The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, also presented him with greetings of peace. The shadow of a large number of spirits fell upon this man. When he looked to his right, his face would um, glow in delight. But when he looked to his left, his face would shrivel in grief. The Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, asked Gabriel, on whom be peace, who is this honorable man? And this is Adam, on whom be peace, responded Gabriel. And to the right of him, among his progeny, is the shadow of the people of paradise, looking towards whom he becomes delighted. To the left of him is the shadow of people of fire, looking towards whom he feels grief. After this, Gabriel, on whom be peace, he took the Holy Prophet of Islam, Prophet Muhammad, May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him forward, and at the gate of the second heaven, he was confronted with the same occurrence. Upon entering the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, saw two men who warmly received him, saying, Welcome, O righteous Prophet, welcome, O righteous brother. The Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, also presented them greetings of peace, and Gabriel, on whom be peace, told him that this is Jesus, on whom be peace, and John on whom be peace, so who are cousins. Similarly, Gabriel, on whom be peace, took the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, with him to the third, fourth, and fifth heaven, where he met Joseph, uh, on whom be peace, Enoch, on whom be peace, and Aaron, uh, on whom be peace. So all these were on these different levels. The third level was Prophet Joseph, Joseph and then on the fourth was Enoch, and, and on the, the fifth was Aaron. Uh, peace be on all of them. So at the sixth heaven, the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, met Prophet Moses, on whom be peace, and he welcomed him in the same manner. The Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, also gave his uh, greetings of peace to him. When the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, started ahead, Moses, uh, on whom be peace, began to weep. At this, a voice was heard, O Moses, why do you weep? Moses, on whom be peace, said, O oh my Lord, this young man came from behind me, but his community shall enter paradise more so than my own. O oh my Lord, I did not believe that someone could come after me, yet surpass me still. After this, the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, entered the seventh heaven, where he met Prophet Abraham, Hazrat Ibrahim, salam, Prophet Abraham, on whom be peace, who was leaning against Batul Mamur. Now, Batul Mamur was the center of the heavenly places of worship for which the Kabatullah was erected in this world as its symbolic representation. Abraham, on whom be peace, also greeted the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, in the same way as Adam, on whom be peace, be, because in the likeness of Adam, on whom be peace, he was also a grandfather to the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him. And the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, also presented him with greetings of peace. After this, the Holy Prophet, on uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, moved forward and reached where no man had laid foot before. The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, heard the sound of many pens writing from above him, which were as if the pens of decree and destiny. 
The Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, saw a low tree which was as if the final point of relation between the heaven and this world, and from it began the final abode of paradise. The fruit and leaves of this low tree were very large and of a strange type. When the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, looked to this tree, an inexplicable manifestation was shown upon it, about which the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, says, words have not the power to describe it. To describe it. There were four rivers flowing beneath this tree. Gabriel, on whom be peace, told the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that among these two rivers are the, the physical rivers of this world, the Nile and Euphrates, and the other two are hidden rivers which flow to paradise. At this instance, the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, witnessed Gabriel, on whom be peace, in his uh, actual figure and form. The Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, saw that Gabriel, on whom be peace, was adorned with 600 wings. So this is, these are, these, this is what has been narrated in the Hadith, the books of Hadith, that this is, this is what actually happened at that time. Although some of this obviously needs explanation, that what does this mean? And, but, but also, it also confirms that that was, it cannot be a physical experience, it has to be a spiritual experience. So after this, the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, was given a tour of paradise. In the end, the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, witnessed that he was presented in the royal court of the mighty God. Allah, the exalted, directly spoke to the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and gave him various glad, glad tidings. Eventually, he was informed by God Almighty that 50 prayers had been prescribed for the community of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him day and night. When the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, returned with these injunctions, Moses, on whom be peace, stopped him on the way and inquired, What injunctions have you been given? The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, related the ordainment of 50 prayers. When Moses, on whom be peace, heard this, he was startled and he said, I am experienced on account of my dealings with Bani Israel. In no way shall you, your community be able to bear so many prayers. Thus go back and request God to lighten these commands. The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, returned, where after, by a reduction of ten, Allah the Exalted ordained, ordained 50, 40 prayers. However, on the way back, Moses, on whom be peace, stopped the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him again, and said, Even these are too many. Go back and request for further leniency. Upon this, the Holy Prophet may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, returned again, and a reduction of ten further prayers was approved. Therefore, in this manner, on the suggestion of Moses, on whom be peace, the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, would return to the court of God again and again, until finally five prayers were ordained. Upon this, Moses, uh, on whom be peace, stopped the Holy Prophet, uh, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him again, and uh, once more he proposed that he return again to request further leniency and said, I have seen the Bani Israel uh, and they were not able to perform even less worship than this. But the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, refused, saying, Now I feel embarrassed to return again. At this, a hidden voice was heard that, O Muhammad, these are five prayers, but they are equivalent to 50, for we have fixed a reward of 10 prayers for every one prayer. In this manner, our servants have received leniency and our actual order has been upheld. So after this, 
passing through the different heavens when the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, came down again. His eyes were opened, meaning the state of vision began to fade. The Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, noticed that he was still resting in Masjid al-Haram just as before. So, so these, these are the, the actual instances which mm. have been described by the various uh, uh, traditions of the Holy Prophet. Uh, and this was about, uh, you know, what happened actually on the, on the, on the day of the Miraj. Yes, um, as you have discussed, Miraj, if we you know, carry on discussing regarding Isra, uh, what, the, you know, the, the incident happened and how, what is the true duration? So, Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmad, uh, may Allah please with him, explains in his book, and I quote that one night that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, saw that an angel came to him and an animal larger than a donkey but smaller than a mule named Burak, which was extremely beautiful, white-colored and of a long body, was presented before him and he was mounted upon it. It took the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, to Jerusalem. The steps of this animal would move in such speed as every step would take the sight to its final limit. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, reached Jerusalem very quickly, where he tied this animal in quarters where past prophets would tie it. Then, then the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, entered the mosque where a company of past prophets in which Ibrahim, on whom be peace, Moses and Jesus, Peace have been specially mentioned. We are already, you know, they were already present. The only Prophet وسلم, offered his Salat with them in which he led the congregation and the other Prophets followed. After this, Gabriel, this angel was Jibrail um, presented the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, with two cups. In one of them was milk and in the other one was alcohol. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, chose the cup of milk and rejected the alcohol, upon which Gabriel salam, said, You have understood that which is natural, for if you had taken the cup of alcohol, your community would have gone astray. In various other nation narrations, further details of this have been mentioned as follows. In route, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, encountered an old lady, and when he asked Gabriel, Who is this? Gabriel replied, Move forward, move forward. When the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, moved forward, after some time someone called him from one side of the path saying, Muhammad, come here. But Gabriel once again said, Come on, move forward. When the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, moved forward, after some time he met a group of people on the way who greeted him in the following words, O Awal, the, the, the peace of God be on you. O Akhir, the peace of God be on you. O Hashir, the peace of God be upon be on you. Gabriel salam, instructed the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, to respond to their greeting of peace. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, greeted them and then moved ahead. After some time, this very group met to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him again and greeted him with the same words. After a little while, a third time the same occurrence took place, after which the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, reached Jerusalem. Here, Gabriel presented 
three cups before the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in one was water, in the second alcohol, and the third was milk. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, preferred, preferred the glass of milk and rejected the two, other two. Hazrat Gabriel salam, said, You have chosen that which is natural. For if you have taken the water, your community would have drowned. And if you have had chosen the glass of alcohol, your community would have gone astray. Then Adam, on whom be peace, Prophet Adam, on whom be peace, and the prophets after him were brought before the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and he led them in congregation prayer. After this, Gabriel, on whom be peace, said, salam said, The old lady that you, sh- you saw on your way here was the world, and now the time remaining of this world is equivalent to the life left of this old woman. As for the one who called you to one side of the path, he was Satan, who wished to divert your attention from your true path and towards himself. The group that met you in the end and gave you greetings of peace were Ibrahim, salam, Moses and Jesus, on whom be peace, the messengers of Allah the Almighty. After this, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, returned to Mecca. So now we clearly understood that these two separate journeys were indeed spiritual of, of the highest possible level. They reflect you know, the rank of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and his community. Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmad, may Allah please with him, explains further that in these visions, the purpose was to express the reality that a person of the Holy Prof- the person of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was greater and a superior to these prophets, even in their inclusive attributes, with relation to the, their communities, from an perspective, Jesus and Moses, on whom be peace, possesses a particular distinction from Ibrahim, on whom be peace, and Adam, on whom be peace. It is for this reason that both during the Isra and Miraj these prophets were shown to more prominently. Jesus, on whom be peace, was the central point of the Christian people, who even at the time had gathered significant power. Moses, on whom be peace, was not only the founder of Judaism, which the Holy Prophet was soon to be confronted by, rather he was a messenger to such a religious law, which is its completion appointment and you know revelatory nature is quite similar to the islamic law in addition to being a grandfather to the vast peoples of syria ibrahim anumbi peace was a commonly revered personality in christianity judaism hanfiyat and islam finally the person of adam anumbi peace was as if the common point of all mankind from this Vantage point, the purpose behind selecting these particular prophets in the Miraj and Isra was to indicate that in the blessed personage of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, that magnificent being had been commissioned, who was chief of the children of Adam, on whom be peace, the pride of the first and the last. Bashir Ahmed, on whom be, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, he explains that these spiritual journeys also possess their own individual objective and explanation. Inasmuch that we have studied, it is that the mirage is more so for the manifestations of the spiritual perfections 
of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Whereas the Isra is to illustrate the physical and worldly achievements of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. For this reason, where the heavens were chosen for the Miraj, the final point of destination is in the Isra was this very world. Similarly, during the Miraj, where the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was risen into the heavens without any physical or material means during the Isra, Barak has been used as a means of transport. So this indicates that the material means would be involved in the worldly and physical accomplishments of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and his following um, as signified to the to in the extraordinary speed of Barak. So these physical means would merely serve as a veil, but the actual source would be that divine succor which would stand by the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him every step of the way. The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, sur- surpassing other prophets during the Miraj, signified that not only was the Holy the Prophet, the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, the most supreme and exalted of all the prophets, not only was the religious law of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, finer and more superior to all other religious laws in its spiritual perfection, but also that such marvel has been vested in the spiritual munificence of the Holy Prophet as no other man has received its likeness. In other words, the true and complete following of the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, can take an individual to the highest spiritual heights, and there is no spiritual status which an individual cannot acquire by following the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. So, um, you know, earlier I think that they had a um, questionnaire sent, I think, out to the audience, and the response they receive. I think there's a lot, lot of many people have had this uh, sort of confusion uh, whether the mirage took earlier or the Isra was the earlier instance which happened. And as we have mentioned, we have given you the answer. So the question um, was. Uh, what was the question that whether the Isra took, when did the Isra took, take place? The first uh, option was before Miraj, second was same day as Miraj, and the third option was after Miraj. So um, this is uh, 22 people who have given the wrong answer. That is, uh, they say, 14 of them say before Miraj, 8 of them say same day, and Eight of them, they say, after Miraj, which is the correct answer. So I think there is there's a lot of um, misunderstanding about this incident. So it's good that it has been clarified today that Isra was a, a journey which was undertaken um, many years after the incidents of Miraj. Miraj took in the in the fifth year of the prophethood, whereas uh, in, the, in the 11th or 12th year, the Isra journey took place. And as you heard earlier, that they are both signifying that uh, the heights which were achieved by the Holy Prophet, uh, Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon him, and the spirituality um, height was that he spoke to God Almighty and he traveled towards heaven in Miraj, whereas the worldly achievements are signified by the his journey towards uh, Jerusalem uh, and where he traveled on a, on a barak. So so the, the means or the mode of transport has been given in that one. And, and that is why. So, so this is... Quite a detail, very interesting. I mean, if you study, then again, uh, you know, the, some some people can can go through that. You know, he met various prophets on various levels of the of the heavens. Uh, so scientifically, you know, there is no heaven, there is no skies as such. 
because it is the galaxies and it's the galaxies and galaxies. And, and I remember one answer which was given by the fourth caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community in which he, he said that, like, if you take it physically and you see somebody has to travel and even to reach at the other end of our galaxies, uh, our uh, universe, you know, you, it will take uh, how many billions of, uh, of light years even if you traveled at the speed of the light. So light year, you know, when you have traveled, you traveled for a, for a year with the speed of light, and even, you know, for the billions of years, you will not even reach at the, our very first um, uh, universe, at the end of the first universe. How can you reach God? So so this, this, this also makes it impossible yeah. that it was a physical journey. The one other thing I mentioned earlier that we'll discuss, uh, you know, the uh, miracles of the past prophets one of our you know they say regarding prophet abraham where they mentioned the holy quran there he was you know put in the fire and the fire was cold and the understanding of this i just want to touch a little bit and because we have limited time left this the fourth caliph and the explanation is given for that fire which uh, became cold when we look in the life of the abraham when he you know broken all the uh, idols people were against him the fire normally we sometimes even in our daily life we say you know if some uh, whole nation is against somebody uh, we understand that he is in living in in, in a fire in in a hell so that's what that that that, that kind of uh, you know fire or hell it was for him and god almighty cleared that god almighty protected him from that fire and made that fire into a coal or you know in a, in a very pleasant air so this is the understanding of that. And then we carry on to the Moses, uh, peace be upon him, be peace, where two, you know, we say the sea was apart. The reality is, when we understand and we look into this, if we, let's think about it, if let's suppose Moses has very firm belief on Allah the Almighty, had, he could see that uh, the sea has been apart for Moses, he entered. The Bani Israel, they entered as well. But how come Pharaoh, who knew that it is for, uh, you know, Prophet Moses. How is it possible that he can enter the very same sea, knowing that God has made or created something incredible or something, you know, supernatural for Moses, and I won't be drawn in it? How can he even enter that? Secondly, we have understanding that when the Moses reached sea, the miracle God Almighty shown to him that he reached in such a time there was a low tide, and we see so many times there's a low tide and high tide, and the sea, and sometimes we don't see water at all. And this is, there's a place in even UK where we can see and go that at night time the bridge gets covered, and in the morning time you can search and Google, you'll find the place where you can see the passages going to the other, the other side. So exactly that thing happened. the The water was lowered, so they wanted to cross, but at the end, and that, that that's what Pharaoh wanted to cross as well. But because you know it, it takes time to cross sea, and the nation, the, the people of Bani Israel already crossed. But when Pharaoh entered, he was drowned to it. So, the, and when we discuss about Jesus, it's a long discussion, but I just wanted to say one thing. The verses of the Holy Quran clearly says that everybody, you know, is alive in this world, has to die in this world. Then Allah the Almighty says in the Holy Quran that he, the, the Jesus has passed away. We'll, we'll carry on. We'll have discussed this topic in further. We've discussed before. You can visit our website, you know, Islam dot org and uh, you can uh, read it from there as we were discussing the topic of um, Israel Miraj whether it was spiritual or f physical the reason of presenting this to give this understanding that it was spiritual 
not physical and the miracles we see from other prophets there's understanding behind it which we need to understand and uh, you know then we can understand this topic easily as well now we're going to listen to one of the audio where we'll lis- listen once again was the mirage of muhammad sallam was was uh, you know spiritual or physical listen to that and we'll be back right after many arab muslims believe that the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah be upon him physically went to jerusalem on isra and then physically went to heaven on the mihraj what is the ahmadiyya point of view concerning this there is no question of any physical movement of the body of hazrat sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he is uh, reported to have visited jerusalem on the contrary there is positive evidence that hazrat sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not go physically to jerusalem and saw all the temples etc because while he was stating that he had gone to jerusalem in that region a jew stood up and said if you are right then tell us what are the features of the of the temple etc and all of the things about jerusalem so hazrat rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in answer described all that he saw but with this comment that god has placed me before god had brought before my vision when i was answering this question god had brought before my vision all that had been asked about so that positively debunks the idea that ahmad sallallahu alaihi wasallam physically visited there and about he was sent to heaven one should be one should note it that why did he go to heaven to see god sitting on the other side what sort of god that was was so limited that he was not there where prophet muhammad himself was so it's all medieval uh gossip about these things from the accepted traditions of the holy quran of the hazrat muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam that's the traditions which can which can be positively relied upon one can prove the contrary hazrat sallallahu alaihi wasallam is reported by hazrat aisha siddiqa radhiyallahu ta'ala anha that uh, when he visited the so called heaven and went beyond the space to where there was nothing else but across there was god he is he was sleeping here in khana kaaba and his body was not removed from there so this positive evidence shows that this is only a story a tale which is made by medieval muslim scholars and it has nothing to do with the fact of ahmad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his journey that you were listening uh, to 
the say fourth Khalifi was mentioning regarding the Isra and Miraj, whether it was physical or spiritual, and we have discussed and we have, uh, you know, had a true understanding through the verses of the Holy Quran and the Hadith that the Misra and Miraj, it was not physical, it was spiritual. It's a clear, clear evidence from the Quran and Hadith. At the end, I would like to thank the producer of today's show and the technical team working uh, behind the scenes and our listeners. Thank you very much. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum